Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. How are we doing? Who is loving the King's Economy reading plan at the moment? Or maybe I'm at the wrong place. I am absolutely loving, loving what it's saying. And you know what I'm absolutely loving as well? People's responses and their own insight. Because I read it and I get one thing out of it, but then I get to have something else out of it because you've got insight into it as well. It's like when Anna and I go out to a restaurant and I choose my meal. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? I choose my meal. I choose what I want, and Anna often chooses what she wants. But how many know in a marriage, just because you've chosen that meal doesn't necessarily mean that you get to eat everything that's on that plate, right? I know, I know, right? Because it's so often, you know, it'll, it'll come out and thank you very much to the waiter or the waitress and, and, and thank, thank you so much, that looks lovely. And what do you do? You go, hmm, that looks good. And you look at the other persons. Am I right? And, and you know, it, it, and they go, oh, can I have a bit of that? No, this is my. No, what happens with the reading plan is I get to have a bit off your plate too. Isn't that amazing? Like to be able to see people's different insights and uh, the last day I think is today, isn't it? I think the last day is today or tomorrow and uh, if you haven't uh, signed up, you can most definitely sign up into it. Let's see if the media team is right on the ball as they always are. We'll get that QR code up, guys, and uh, you can just uh, don't take a photo of it. You actually have to open that with your camera uh, and go ahead and sign up and you can catch up. You, anybody done a reading plan and you've like caught up six days in one day? I just get people smirks. Like, so I'll take that as a yes, but, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's good. I am absolutely loving the King's Economy reading plan at the moment. And, uh, and I, what I absolutely love is doing it together. I absolutely love us uh, as we, as a church, read through everything together. Are you ready to open the word? We are talking about personal revival. We are talking about positioning ourselves to, uh, to step into a spiritual clarity that, that enables and awakens us into what God is doing now. How many have experienced uh, different encounters with God or different spiritual encounters that, uh, oh, thanks, Kelly, for saying that you're loving it. I thank you. We're missing you, Kelly. Um, but uh, yeah, you can see online 
That's why we put that screen up there because you can see other people who are engaging online as well. And so um, we're talking about personal uh, revival and the ability for us to um, encounter and step into uh, a clarity with the Lord like that we've never seen before. You know, there's this area of where we um, might be able to draw on wonderful things and testimonies that God has done in our past. Anybody, anybody relate to that? You can look back and say, yeah, God is amazing. He did this, he did this, he did this, and I wouldn't be where I am today without him, right? But how many know that it's absolutely vitally important that we uh, also equally in correct proportion, focus on what God is wanting to do here today. We are experiencing a spiritual climate like we've never experienced before. We are experiencing a political climate like we've never experienced before. We are seeing things take place in the community that are not new but are very new now. Okay? And so as, as, uh, as people... How many know that it's absolutely important that we hear and are in touch with God every single day, each day to be hearing from Him, to be walking with Him, and for Him to be, uh, should I say, uh, 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 for us to be representing Him to the world. Amen? And so um, we've been talking about the word revival, and revival conjures up many different, uh, you know, many different interpretations. And you know, uh, you know, you could call revival a an outpouring of the presence of God that causes a dramatic. Imp- this is mine. This is this is my interpretation, right? An outpouring of the presence of God that causes a dramatic. Everybody say dramatic. Improvement in a huge number of lives. I just, I just see that as a, as a, as revival, as, as a, a huge number of people's lives are changed. Right? When this happens in a region or city, how many know that the city is blessed and the city is changed? In the early 1900s, there was a revival in Melbourne that saw all sorts of things take place. They saw the crime crime rate drop to the point, sad for the police, but, you know, sad for the guys who lost their employment, but, uh, but they actually had to lay off the amount of police because they didn't need them. Uh, the, uh, the prison sentences were, sh- were shorter. Um, there was all sorts of things that took place. Um, there was families, divorce rate dropped, all sorts of things that took place because of a revival that took place in Melbourne. All right? And so, and so I, think often we, I think often we hear of revivals around the world and, and we forget. And we, and we forget that things took place here in Melbourne. That Melbourne, uh, uh, we need to call to life. Amen? Amen? Um, when, uh, when Billy Graham came and packed out the MCG, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think it holds the record for uh, the highest attendance. Uh, and, um, and there are some people here in this room, and we're not going to point it out because that kind of indicates their age, that we're actually there or we're saved as a result of that. But revival is a dramatic, and it, it is a dramatic thing. 
If you think back to when you first gave your heart to the Lord, it was a dramatic thing. For some, it might have been a logical choice, but you know, you knew that it, it, it meant something. It meant a change that would take place, both in your thinking, in your speaking, in your operating. Um, you, you were still you. You were still uniquely you. Uh, you didn't become a, a completely different person overnight, but you actually stepped into who God had created you to be from the very beginning. Just simply because you said, yes, Jesus, be my Lord and Saviour. Yes. Hello? And so there's this, there's this place, there's this thing that takes place in personal revival that, that, that we need to understand. You know, it, it looks like physical healing. It looks like deliverance from demonic control and influence. It looks like repentance. Uh, it's, it's spiritual and physical encounters with the presence of God. It looks like confession. Anybody heard of the Asbury Revival? The Asbury Revival is something that's been uh, taking place and, and it's still continuing in a, in a, in, in a slightly different form. <clears throat> but the leadership there of uh, the Asbury University um, uh, has stewarded this it, it, it exceptionally well. And so um, do you know what it started from? It, it started from a group of young adults in their 20-somethings, right? And, uh, and I, I've, I've seen the sermon. I, I, look, I, you know, I haven't sat through it all, but I've seen the chapel. It, so when a university has a chapel, uh, then, uh, you know, it's, a, it's like a devotional. It's not a two-hour-long service or anything like that. It's just a, a time of worship, a time when somebody, one of the leaders brings or a teacher brings, brings the word and, uh, and, you know, and then the students go off to their classes. And so um, during this chapel, uh, the, the, the message, look, I've, I'm sure you've been bored by my preaching. I'm sure of it, all right? I, I know, and confession is, one time I fell asleep in the Lutheran Hall up here in the back row while Dad was preaching, and I'm not talking just a quiet nod. I'm talking head back, mouth open, and you know what happens when that happens, don't you? It's like this, right? I praise God that you've never done that. I've seen a few quiet nods though. But anyway, I'm sure, I am sure that there, uh, you know, there's been times of boring. Now, now, don't get me wrong, this guy brought a great word. And you know what the word was about? It was simply about loving each other. What does it look like? You know what the student's response was? Confession. Loving each other means that we support each other in confession. Now, when you're 20-something and you're confessing a few things, hello, I'm struggling with this. It could be you know, whatever it was, it could have been something as drastic from porn through to lying, through to stealing, through to uh, denying God. It could be a lot of different things, but it just started with a handful of students just going through a time of confession. And then a few poor people heard. And then a few more people heard. And then a few more people heard. And it went all the way to about 15,000 people per day. They estimate, they estimate that just in the building alone, which is not a huge building, 
they estimate that anywhere between about 70 to 100,000 people went through. All changed. Dramatic encounters with God. And it wasn't lots of flashy lights. It was all about making Jesus Christ as our absolute centre, getting real, getting cleaned up and leaving the rubbish from our past behind and stepping into a glorious future. Friends, people are hungry and I pray that you are as well. Revival by definition is, I shared this last week, an improvement in the condition, strength or fortunes of someone or something. Hands up, who wants that? Absolutely, absolutely. So can anybody remember the first point that I shared last week? Yell it out if you do. Oh. Come on, I reckon it was the, the awesomeness. No, don't go to Facebook. Destroy distractions. Pete gets the gold star today. Step one, destroy distractions, right? Turn everything, just get rid of those distractions and get aside with God. And it might be in the garden or it might be, you know, it might be doing something that you love or it might be going for a walk where you are just absolutely, you're focused upon Him and you're just walking with Him, amen? The second step was absolutely word up. And that is learn the word. Learn the promises of God in the word. Learn what he says about you, that you are treasured, that you are highly favoured, that you are called to be kings and priests you know, in the kingdom, that you are children of the most high living God, that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you today. Come on, who's feeling encouraged? I got so encouraged I needed to cough. Step three, and it was from our wonderful friend A.W. Tozer. He said, get thoroughly dissatisfied with yourself. See how I encouraged you? Now get thoroughly dissatisfied with yourself. Now what that means, it says, position yourself to get hungry. Know what you need to change and actually change it. Know what you need to do and actually do it. Amen? He said, complacency is the deadly enemy of spiritual progress. The contented soul is the stagnant soul. When speaking of earthly goods, Paul could say, I have learned to be content. But when referring to his spiritual life, he testified, I press on toward the mark. So stir up the gift of God that is in you. We had a great prayer meeting before church today and, and I felt the Lord say, you know, anoint everybody who's, who, who's come and who's, who's turned up and just the anointing be, has begun to flow. And I said, hey, we've got to stir up, stir up, fan the flame of, and the gift of God that is within us. Amen? Amen? And these steps will help you do that. Step four, do a thorough, thorough job of repenting. Do a thorough job of repenting. And he said this, this is A.W. Tozer, don't get, do not hurry to get over with it. Let me try and repeat that again. Do not hurry to get it over with. Hasty repentance means shallow spiritual experience and lack of certainty in the whole life. 
Let godly sorrow do her healing work until we allow the consciousness of sin to wound us. We will never develop a fear of evil. It is our wretched habit of tolerating sin that keeps us in our half-dead condition. What a powerful statement. Hello? A sombre statement. Hello? A powerful statement, a real statement, and a statement that actually brings life. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. Sin equals death. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, right? And sin is born in rebellion against God. The Bible says that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. All right? We've got to get into this place of where we go, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I know that what you accomplished at the cross, but I present myself now. Lord Jesus, forgive me. And he is faithful, the Bible says, to forgive you of every sin and make you holy as he is holy. Guess what? In an instant. But then something else has to change in our hearts and lives, doesn't it? Our behaviour. And our behavioural change has to come in line with what the Word says. Hello? Right? And so our... Our, 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 we've got to know what the Word says. That's why the second point is word up. We've got to be filled with the Word and we've got to step into that place. So if you didn't know, that was a brief summary of last week and we're going to hook in to some new stuff. Just say with me passionately, Lord, send revival. Can you say that with me? And make it your prayer. Say it again, Lord, send revival. It's a powerful prayer. And we'd be wise to make that a, a daily prayer, a part of our daily prayer, amen? Because we should have our neighbourhood on our hearts. People in the community's needs, we, we should have the top of our mind that we can't just let somebody else do it. And you might think to yourself, yeah, but what can I do? I can tell you nothing is more powerful than a righteous person praying. Because God can turn up in any situation. I've heard countless testimonies of people who are whacked out on drugs and they're at a nightclub and God meets with them and they get radically sober and they get radically saved in that moment. It doesn't matter where you are, God can meet you exactly there. It's also true that one person can't meet the entire community's needs. Is that right? How many know that we just can't carry it on our own? I, I had the wonderful privilege of meeting with a, a couple of pastors in the region here and we're uh, building, starting to build together a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, a unification of some of the local pastors that wish to 
you know, build some connection and relationship. And it was just fantastic to sit at the table with different denominations, with different uh, expressions of, of, of the word and different expressions of what God is doing. And yet there is absolutely one fundamental thing that joins us together as the body of Christ. And that is Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? And you see, what happens here is that whilst we as a church can't carry the whole community's needs, we do have a responsibility to do what we can. And it starts with prayer. This prayer, Lord, send revival. But also we have to join in with that prayer, these words, let revival begin in me. Lord, send revival, but let revival begin in me. Lord, send revival, but Lord, let revival begin in me. And so that leads me to a crisis. This crisis of being able to pray that and genuinely mean it and genuinely be committed to to allowing those things in my life to die that hold me in a place where that revival fire stops, where that revival fire isn't honoured the way that it should be. So how can we be God's vessels to lead a lost world to Christ if we ourselves are not stirred up spiritually? How is it possible? I I think so many times, so many times, we are frustrated that we don't see the power of God simply because we haven't taken the time to stir up the gift that's within us. Paul said to Timothy, Timothy's elder Paul, and he said, stir up the gift that is within you. Fan the flame. Whose responsibility is it? Is it mine? I can point the direction. Is it, is it, is it Sam's as he sweats it out and plays acoustic? Oh, I know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's, it's a midweek prayer meeting. That's the answer. No. It's your responsibility as individuals. Stir it up, stir it up, fan the flame, fan the flame. I will tell you this, I can't promise you that there won't be trouble, but I can promise you if you keep that flame and those coals burning, that trouble are opportunities for grand and wonderful miracles every single step of the way. Amen? Amen. It is our responsibility. Psalm chapter 85 verse 6 says, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? It's like this question, Will you not revive us again, O Lord, so that your people may rejoice in you? I love it how we come together in worship every single Sunday morning. Isn't it good? Isn't it? Some of those older songs today who love them? Hey, you know, 
It's like, it's fantastic. I was speaking to somebody before church and they said, you know, I love those old songs. They're not as complicated. I can just, I can just really get into them. And it is absolutely strong. It is absolutely powerful, right? But let that prayer be realised within you of God doing something new today. Revive us, Lord. It's a noble goal to have, right? It's a noble thing. But now, what about how we need to be revived spiritually? God is faithful. He'll definitely do his part. But what I want to highlight today is what is our part. What do we need to do? What do we need to be activated in to receive that reviving touch from the Lord? We've been talking about personal revival for some time now. And it's, a, it's got to be a heaven-sent thing. How many know that we just, we just can't stir up God to act? Hello? It's a worthy hope. Revival in the city of Manningham. Revival in the city of Melbourne. It's a, it's a noble thing to wish for God to move powerfully in our lives. But you see, there's this one thing that God chooses particularly first, and it's in his order. He moves upon his people first. He moves upon you and I, you and I that call ourselves followers of Christ. Yes, he can turn up and meet somebody, um, <clears throat> you know, sovereignly in their dream or, or somewhere of where, where they are. Yes, that's absolutely true. But I'll tell you what, it is always because there is somebody praying for that person. He chooses to work through you and I, his people. Can God visit and impart a revival through people who do not know him? Of course. He is sovereign. However, he chooses you and me to be instigators and fire starters of revival and encounter. In Luke chapter 12, verse 35, he said, Keep your lamps burning. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. How many is that? That's your prayer today. In reading that, you go, yes, Lord. Yeah? I want to keep my lamp burning. But many of us need to be fired, refired again. And we're asking for the Lord to revive us again. And there's three key words. Everybody say, revive, revive. us again. This revive is that we need to be stirred up in our heart, to be given a heavenly dose of spiritual excitement. I don't know really else the other words that can describe it. Of greater devotion to him, of an enlarged motivation to minister in his name to a lost word, the world. 
Revive us, us. If God wished, he could preach the gospel directly from heaven. But instead, he has chosen to use us, you and me, his followers on earth, for spiritual revival to come to the lost. It is vitally important that we be revived and stirred to greater levels of effectiveness for the Lord who wants to be effective. Revive us Again, many of us have lived through experiences, great experiences with the Lord. But some of us have participated in, in exciting times of widespread spread spiritual revival. Historically, in the years between those stirring times, church, the church people, people who attend church tend to cool down, cool down a little bit. Can you think of when you've, perhaps those who have gotten married or first fallen in love or something and, and you're on fire and, 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 you, and, you, and it, you, it's like, oh, it's all you can think about and it's all you can plan towards and oh, it's just so exciting. And then you get married and 20 years later and is it as, as, as exciting? I'll tell you it is because Anna's sitting in the front row. It is so exciting. No. How many know that marriage requires work? Relationships require work. Hello? Hey, if you've cooled down today in your spiritual fervour for the Lord, if that fire is not quite as hot as you know it could be, then He wants to work through you Again, I'm going to have just in closing just a, a really quick illustration. Are you ready for an illustration? I need some volunteers. I need six volunteers. Jack, go Jack. Everybody welcome. Oh, he is doing it. Great. Okay. I need somebody else. Go Josh. Come up here, Jack, if you don't mind. All right. Josh. All right. Who else? Who else? Who else? Yes. Neri, come and... Oh, I, yeah. Yes, it is all right. All right, somebody else, somebody else. Good on you, Anne. All right, there we go, Anne. All right, two more. Daisy, come on, welcome, Daisy. Everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a prize. All right, and last, last, last. Amber, good on you, Amber. I could see her moving, came back to my auctioneering days. So yes, sold in, yeah. All right, all right. So here, we'll see here, we'll see, if I can just pinch that off you, Josh. Everybody thank Josh. You can take a seat. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. You see here, these are soundproof, this is soundproofing foam, right? And you'll see here that it's like this, um, it, it, it almost looks like a sound wave from the edge. Uh, but you'll see here that um, there's a flat side that, that gets mounted on a wall and there's this side here that is made to absorb and deaden sound, all right? And see, what happens over our life is that um, often we, uh, we, we get into this exciting moment and this exciting change of, of encountering God and, and isn't it, doesn't it seem like Jesus is just like fully my best friend and uh, I, just, I just have to say his name and I'm overwhelmed by his presence, right? 
And this is what happens so often, right? But as time goes by and, and, and life, you know, the experiences of life that take place, sometimes that clarion call, that clarity in the Lord, um, it's, it's not that God draws away, but he says, okay, I've done the initial work. Now what I want you to do is actually learn the discipline of uh, diving into the Word and actually learn the discipline of prayer and learn the discipline of what it is to walk as a faith-filled following Christian, right? And you see, what happens over time is that um, it's not that Jesus becomes... Um, please excuse everybody's back. They're going to put their back to you, all right? So um, it's a good back, mate. That's... Uh Good, strong. Um, and so just lift that up. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and what happens is um, the, the, it, it becomes just begin to build a wall. That's it. We, we did not rehearse this. Okay, just letting you know. And, and just continue to build that wall. If it's possible to get it up higher and lower, and that's it, guys. Lift it up, lift it up. And let's try and put this one. Here you go, Neri. Over here. Over here. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, we're building a wall. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, those Lego skills would come in handy. Yep, that's it. And then Amber, put that in there. All right. So I'm, I'm over here. Stay there, stay there. So I'm over here, right? Uh, can you hear me clearly? You can hear me clearly. Tell me, even with a microphone, tell me if it changes. So I'm going to continue to work, to talk. And as I talk, I'm not changing my voice. Has something changed at all? So we rehearsed this earlier. You meant to say yes. All right. No. All right. So I can actually hear it on the other side of the wall that my voice is it's, it's not bouncing and reflecting. So I'm going to do this again and I'm going to get up close. Has it changed at all? All right, even with a microphone. Now, to everybody who's online, you're just going to have to live with uh, no, no sound for a minute. Um, and I'm going to turn this off. Friends, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to remove the dead wall, lifeless things in your life that separate his clarion call from your effectiveness in life. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to cause such a visitation that that you are not just set on fire for the first six weeks, but it is something that engages your, the very fibre of your being. Like what Paul said, I have learnt to be content, but I set my face like a flint and I run towards the goal. Friends, I want you to run towards the goal and not allow the things in life to cloud the clarion call of your voice. Your voice. If you don't say something, then how will they hear? If we don't preach the word, how will they know? Friends, it doesn't, I don't want you to feel condemned, but boy, I want you to say yes 
to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? Come on, give these guys a hand. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, keep clapping them, otherwise it's an awkward silence. (coughs) So, revive us again. Everybody say, revive us again. Again. Revive us again. Do you know what? By praying that, we bring us to my last point. Point number five. I'm going to share actually like, there's like 20 in total over the next few weeks, but it's going to be really equipping. To say yes to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life is to put yourself in the way of blessing. I think too often as as people we it's important to count the cost but I think too often we focus upon the cost as opposed to the price. We focus upon present needs as opposed to the present breakthrough. See, it is a mistake to look for grace to visit us as a kind of benign magic or to expect God's help to come as a windfall apart from conditions known and met. There are plainly marked paths which lead straight to green pastures. Friends, desire those green pastures. And those green pastures only come as a result of walking in the way of blessing, of saying, Lord, revive us again and let it begin with me. See, to desire revival and at the same time to neglect prayer and devotion is to wish one way and walk another. That powerful prayer, that powerful moment of stepping in and saying, revive me, Lord. Revive me, Lord. Revive me. I don't want to neglect anything anymore. And he, he knows that some days and sometimes we won't. He knows that some days and sometimes we may, we may fall, but we have the assurance that says, though a righteous man falls seven times, seven times he'll get back up again. With a strike rate of faithful forgiveness. But he says, you've got to jump. You've got to get out of the boat. You've got to pray that prayer. Lord, revive us again and let it begin with me. Can you stand in faith? We're going to pray together.
come on, can we just have this holy moment right now? of where we step into that place and we pray that simple yet powerful prayer. Jesus, revive us again. Revive us, O Lord. Revive this city, O Lord. Lord, begin with me. Begin with me. Holy Spirit, in this moment, we honour you. Jesus, we are so thankful for the authority and the power of your truth. Lord, today, would you teach us Show us, help us, and comfort us as we step in to this new place. Jesus, we're sorry where we've neglected the flame. For God, you are an all-consuming fire. But Lord, today, we step into a place of stirring. Holy Spirit, right now, would you come and remove the sound barrier walls that destroy the clarity of your truth in and through our life? And I pray, just as your word said to Joshua, Be strong and have good courage. For Lord, you are going before us and you are reviving us again. this sense that God is meeting people even where they are in their seat. Lord, release. Release this truth here today, Lord. ask for scales to come off people's eyes. The spiritual scales, Lord. And Lord, I pray that there would be a rending of hearts, that we open our hearts wide open, Lord, 
for you to do what you will do. Lord, revive us again. Let it begin with me. Let it begin with me. Lord, as we go out today, let us walk taller. Let us walk stronger. Let us walk with greater conviction. That your clarion call would go out upon this city. Awaken our hearts, O oh God. Help us step into authority. That every presence and every trap of the enemy right now is destroyed in your anointing. And now, Lord, help us walk in your way. In great courage great strength in Jesus name. We all said Amen. Thank you everyone. Well thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. 
visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.